Hello, and welcome to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply, where we talk to support professionals from all over the world and discuss what's behind their team's success. This interview is brought to you by Nice Reply, an all-in-one customer satisfaction tool that helps you measure and improve the quality of your customer service. My name is Craig Stoss, and I'm here today with Ian McLean, the head of customer care at Aircall. Ian, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Uh, Ian just recently went through uh, kind of a shift in hiring, uh, mainly due to the COVID pandemic, and I thought it'd be a great uh, to hear how that was planned out. So, Ian, why don't you start by telling our audience a bit about the hiring situation prior to the pandemic starting? Sure, Craig. Uh, so, when we were hiring in the past, uh, from the time when I joined Aircall, it's been about a year now, um, we had always looked for for hires to be in office. So, Aircall has been uh, based out of Paris and uh, New York City. And uh, we've, we've basically had all of our hires in office. Uh, we really strive for the culture that that brings and the collaboration of everybody being in those locations together. Uh, open office environment, everybody can kind of move around and, and work together with the other teams. Um, when, we, when we hit the point in time where we said, okay, everybody for safety and for health, we, we needed to go home and work remotely. Uh, we weren't so sure what the hiring would look like from there out. Uh, we had open roles for the care team. Uh, we were looking to grow the team as we really needed to, to put some more uh, customer care uh, support representatives into the, to the team. Uh, however, even through the interview process, we were telling the candidates, we weren't really sure where we were going with it. Uh, the uncertainty of COVID really kind of struck us uh, for those first couple months earlier in the year, almost basically almost the first half of the year now of 2020. Um, you know, and so we almost just got to the point where we just put everything on, on hold and we just said, okay, we have to wait and see how things go. What helped you come to the decision that the remote path you ultimately took was, was the right one? And how did you pitch that to stakeholders um, in an environment that traditionally was fully in office? Uh, that's, that's a good question. So I think it started out in the sense of... Uh, the team that we had based in New York, we were, we were looking to cover more hours of the day, um, more of getting ourselves to 24 by five. And even in New York, I started hiring folks that would work a later shift to cover into, into hours that would spend to business day for Australia customers of ours. And in that, it got to the point where even if they were based in New York City, they'd likely be remote for part of their shift or a good portion of their time. Uh, just for safety of employees, being able to not be commuting in the middle of the night. Uh, and then it got to the point where I said, well, if we're going to do this anyway in New York, um, why do we keep ourselves only stuck to that? And maybe there'd be some people that are further west in the U.S. Uh, that would like to work more during their day hour, you know, daytime hours. And uh, it, it just kind of said, well, open it up and, and give options for different talent pools, different areas. Um, just bringing more of that culture from all around the U.S. didn't have to be specifically in, in the New York area uh, and really bring that into the team. Um, we, we then found, you know, not having to, to actually have an office space for that employee made it a little bit easier. Um, you know, the logistics of the office in New York was getting kind of tight. <laughs> the office in Paris even more so as the, as the team's been growing. Um, so it just made it a little bit easier to consider that as an option. Um, 
Austin, Texas was where we went first with all of this, at least from my part of the teams with the care organization. Um, so we went a little bit further west, uh, digging around and finding that Austin is a, you know, up and coming tech hub. Uh, we didn't have to go as far west coast uh, as you would assume and still get some some really talented folks that uh, are in the Austin area. Um, and again, like I say, it brings a whole nother piece to the culture because for, for so long we were just based in New York. And I think adding to, to have folks from, from all over the different footprints and um, having folks from all over the U.S. really helped us to expand. Often companies, when they choose to go remote, uh, you know, start by just opening the roles up anywhere. Uh, it, it, with a focus on Austin, um, was there any benefit to kind of hiring multiple people in one location? Um, that, that's a good point. And, and that was considered as well, the idea of, you know, just hiring anybody anywhere. And I said, well, to, to me, to some extent, that can work. Um, and it can, again, lead to, to finding talented folks all over. Um, but then at the same time, you know, to manage that and to really kind of have a feeling of, of a team collaborative effort um, being all over different, different areas, um, there really wouldn't be as easy of a time to bring everybody together at a point in time when it would be okay to do so. Um, having everybody based in Austin or, or in the area of Austin, uh, the idea being is we get past COVID and we can get back out there. Um, maybe we set up a, a shared workspace uh, have a, a good balance between being remote, but uh, also getting out there and being able to spend some time and actually interact with your colleagues. The social aspect of work clearly is important. Um, it's funny you said the word easy in that sentence. I imagine that there it's not easy in you know switching to a remote uh, a workspace. Uh, what were the challenges kind of going into something completely new to your your organization? Um, yeah, so I mean, like I said before, we were kind of outgrowing the office, and uh, typically what we would do is, we, you know, we'd have some new hires joining into the team, and we would go and we, we'd start building another desk the, the week before, and we'd get the laptops ordered and get the headsets there and, and all the other, you know, uh, peripherals that you would need to, to set up a desk uh, in the office. Um, to do so remotely, I mean, we cut some of that out. Uh, Whereas you could go as, as simple as a laptop and a, and a headset. Um, where it gets a little more complicated would be more so in the logistics of that, the timing of it. We were trying to build a team in Austin to start all at the same time, the same day, knowing that if you hire you know, one person at a time, and that's going back to the model that you mentioned of like just hire everywhere, um, you're going to get people with different start dates and then you're, you're training team is exhausted because they're repeating the process over and over constantly. So we also went to try to make it almost as a, a cohort and you, you hire, we, we have for the first point, we have uh, four folks in Austin um, all started on the same day. Um, so the training plan was a little bit easier. We had to tweak it. Everything became over zoom meetings and remote and, you know, you're introducing yourself to your colleagues over a video chat rather than walking up, shaking hands, but, um, but getting laptops and equipment to everybody 
at that start date um, was a little bit trickier because everybody was at a different point in the hiring, um, the, the timing of the hiring. Uh, and so I, I think overall for the first run, it, it worked pretty well. Um, we've learned a few things that we'll tweak along the way as we continue to grow these teams. Um, we'll probably go for other locations as well. I don't think Austin will be the only spot. We just had a few other, uh, recently a few other hires, um, one more going in Austin, uh, one, one in Denver. Um, we might go further West, uh, in the U S as well. And, uh, I think we're going to hit Australia next. Australia would add probably another set of challenges around logistics, <laughs> shipping those laptops. Yes. And, yes. And things. Yeah. Um, Australia, well, when you talk about a, a logistics in Australia, um, when you're trying to do business with customers in Australia, but your main offices are in Paris and New York or, you know, now spread into the U.S., um, we're only hitting two-thirds of the, the 24 hours, and we're not so much overlapping with Australia. And so we finally just said, okay, well, we need to get boots on the ground there. Um, we're starting to pick up business, and we need to expand on that side. Um but at the same time, yeah, the logistics, uh, my training team was asking me earlier today, how are we going to train somebody in Australia? I'm like, we're going to make it work. It, it, it can be done. <laughs> um, you know, we'll figure out the, the right time of day. Um, everybody will work through it for the first couple of weeks. Um, the good part is, is that we've already put a few folks in the support team on the Australia hours. So they're going to have people, even if they are, again, we're all remote. Um, so even if they are remote to each other, at least they have somebody they can reach out to so they don't feel like they're on their own from the very beginning. You know, um, Welcoming the team and, and getting them up to speed and ramped up is something that's very important to me for my team. Um, and it's something that I hope that anybody joining into the, the care organization at Aircall really can, can thrive in. So. Are there any additional tips? I mean, you know, obviously training, a huge focus, logistics, clearly a focus. You know, I, I, I like the concept of, of creating these, you know, the ability to potentially have a social hub or a, or a, a shared workspace is, is interesting when we're, when we're able to do that again. Are there any additional tips and tricks that you would, you would say to leaders who are trying to make similar decisions as you? Uh, I mean, first and foremost, I would just say, go for it. Uh, no idea is a silly idea. Uh, if you don't try it, I mean, you could try it and fail. You could you could open a, a posting for a location and find that the talent that you thought was there isn't, and you can move on. Um, but unless you put put it out there and, and explore different areas, you, you'll never know. Um, you know, when we did this whole idea of putting the team in Austin, um, I worked with my recruiting team and we actually had four different locations across the U S so Austin wasn't always the one and only, um, it was my top pick, uh, just on my research and, and my expectations. Um, so I'm happy that that one went out. Uh, however, um, again, I think we'll, we'll definitely reach into other areas and depending on the type of role. Um, so for somebody who's, more on the tech side of it with the, the customer care team, the support and, and that type of function, I think Austin was a good spot. Um, I've been working with some of my peers and, and, and colleagues and, you know, they're looking at other roles and saying, well, Austin is not the place for me, for my team, because it's a, you know, onboarding role or a customer success role. And I know that other areas across the U S where I can get that, that 
ideal candidate and and that perfect um, background for the role. Um, so who knows? I mean, maybe there's a sale, a remote sales office because there's some really good sales team uh, based somewhere else, and we build a little hub of that. You know. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so. I mean, it's only been a few months, uh, you know, but you clearly put a lot of thought into this. You've clearly structured it and, and it's, it's executed now, at least in, in Austin and, and sounds like quite soon in, in other regions. What's the outcome been so far? H- have you seen any customer impact, positive or negative? Uh, how's the, how are the team feeling um, moving into this shifted uh, r- working model? Um, yeah, what are the outcomes you've seen? I, I mean, from my perspective, I think it went really, really well. Um, I'm very, I'm very excited to see what we were able to accomplish in, in building this team out. Uh, you touched on a good point, and it's how the the rest of the team has felt on this. And to be honest with you, when I when I presented this to the team in New York, um, you know, the ones who would have a, a peer in a, a remote location. Uh, I was a little worried because they really do enjoy the culture. They, they're a close-knit team. Uh, when they were in the office, I mean, they would spend a ton of time together in and out of the office uh, as much as they could. And I was a little bit worried that we were going to, you know, separate them up a bit and, and spread the team out to where that would be lost and that they wouldn't really be so much behind the idea of it. Uh, I told them and they were like, let's go, let's get some team in Texas. They were just happy to see the growth in the organization and the investment in the team that, you know, the care team really needed. Um, and now, I mean, they've bonded so well over the last couple of weeks and months. It's, it's amazing. It's like, there is no distance between them. That's the best outcome you, you can look for. Uh, Ian, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, excellent tips, and and hopefully this uh, the strategy works out. And I and I hope that the team can get together in the near future as this pandemic subsides. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I hope we uh, we do get the opportunity to get back out there. So, and uh, thank you so much to all of our listeners. Uh, this has been the Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply with today's guest Ian McLean from Aircall. Make sure to check out our other support interviews and more quality content at nicereply.com.